Let us pray. O oh, gracious God, you have given us the rich and precious jewel of your holy word. Assist us with your spirit that we may be able to open our hearts and be comforted, everlasting, to be transformed, to make anew in your image, to build us up into the perfect building of Christ and to increase us in all heavenly virtues. Grant this, O Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Our Old Testament scripture comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 119, verses 137 through 144. Listen for the word of the Lord. You are righteous, O Lord, and your judgments are right. You have appointed your decrees in righteousness and in all faithfulness. My zeal consumes me because my foes forget your words. Your promise is well tried and your servants love it. I am a small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your law is the truth. Trouble and ang anguish have come to me, but your commandments are my delight. Your decrees are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. The gospel reading this morning comes from Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Listen for the word of the Lord. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man there named Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Oh God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, through Christ 
Amen. The sermon title this morning is Curiosity for Christ Saves the Day. Jesus entered the beautiful ancient city of Jericho known as the City of Palm Trees. It would be there in Jericho where Jesus would first encounter a poor blind man who wanted to see him. And now in our text, a wealthy tax collector who had vision wanted to do the same. The blind man was a beggar, and Zacchaeus was an outcast of a different sort. First, he was a chief tax collector. The tax collecting system was ripe with widespread greed and corruption and was known to be a profession of dishonesty and oppression of their neighbor. Second, Zacchaeus was wealthy. Wealth alone was not the problem. Abraham was wealthy. Job was wealthy. But wealth was weighed according to the weights among the merchants. So the judgment against the tax collectors was because they did business with a false set of weights. Deuteronomy 25 and 15 says, you must have an accurate and honest weights and measurements so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Zacchaeus's position as a tax collector was perhaps equivalent to today's payday lenders whose average APR is about 391%, according to the Pew's charitable trusts. As a result, Zacchaeus was particularly despised as a cheat and a swindler. The name Zacchaeus is Jewish, and it means righteous one or pure, but he was certainly not living into the meaning of that name. We can all have problems living into the name that we were given as children. As a child, anytime I did anything particularly well, my father would always say it's because you're a Sidnor. Somebody probably in your family may have encouraged you to be accountable to your family name or upbringing, but for some, it is not easy. So with Zacchaeus being viewed as an outsider and an offender to God, how could anyone want to associate with a sinner and outcast like that? But Zacchaeus must have heard about Jesus. And he wanted to see who Jesus was for himself. However, he was too short and he could not see over the crowd. As some would say, he was vertically challenged. In my day, people who were small or short might have been called a shrimp. I know what it uh, feels like to feel small in stature. In the ninth grade, I, at 14 years old, I was 4'11 and 99 pounds. I played football on the JV team and never saw any playing time because the coach thought I was too small and would get hurt. His nickname for me was Meat and Potatoes. I asked the coach, I said, why, why are you calling me Meat and Potatoes? He said, you need to eat Meat and Potatoes to get bigger. Zacchaeus' money, envy, and Roman connections couldn't buy him height or access. So he would do something unusual for the wealthy class to do. Run. 
He ran ahead of where he knew Jesus would be and climbed a sycamore tree with its low-hanging, strong, and sprawling branches so that he could see Jesus as he was going to pass by that way. That day, Zacchaeus received more than he could have ever imagined. Jesus Christ himself. If you've ever met a star athlete or an entertainer who showed you attention or let you take a picture with them, that can leave you with an unforgettable memory. Zacchaeus must have been beside himself, for he was an unworthy sinner. Anybody in Jericho would have loved that honor, but to be singled out in that way by Jesus was all the more remarkable for a tax collector, especially a chief tax collector, a sinner. Brothers and sisters, even in our brokenness and undeserving status, Jesus desires our curiosity to see him. For he will reveal to us that he sees us and knows us and will invite true love into our hearts that we might turn in faith and we will receive his saving forgiveness. Zacchaeus not being able to see Jesus was not about his short physical stature but his biggest problem, being short on godliness. Pressing socioeconomic concerns, being marginalized in society, broken families, suffering, and the list can go on and on, can shrink us, making it also difficult to see who Jesus is. So how do we see who Jesus is? Zacchaeus does two things. He took the initiative and was also willing to take a risk. In his great curiosity to see Jesus, he was willing to risk it all. His status in the Roman government, what people might think of him, do or say, and perhaps at the cost of his life, to see the one who could make him whole. Zacchaeus came out of his comfort zone in his determination to know more about Jesus. Wanting to know Jesus and acting to see Jesus are two different things. In Luke chapter 9, verse 9, Herod Antipas, who had John the Baptist beheaded, used the exact same phrase for wanting to see Jesus but he remained in his comfortable palace where Zacchaeus takes a risk. Too often we act out of fear instead of faith, not allowing God to use us for the plans that he has for our lives and God's glory. With the advent of the iPhone in 2007 and other social media media tools, with all the information at our fingertips of the pros and the cons, Many social researchers say that we have become a nation that does not take the same risks as the previous generations. We are often overly stimulated by information, not knowledge or big T truth, thus playing it safe and not stepping out on faith. At first glance, Zacchaeus' initiative seems self-motivating 
But God equips us to respond faithfully to Christ's power and presence. In Christ, we are set free to the nudging of the Spirit to respond in faith in ways that may surprise us. Zacchaeus, a wealthy man, was inspired to get a better look at Jesus and became like a child and ran and climbed a tree to see him. Our way of seeing who Jesus is might be to sit in the power of the living God in silence. Shed a tear. Say amen. Or have our hearts well up with God's joy. Jesus is working in and through you and me, sparking our curiosity to see him. In our curiosity to see God, we realize that Jesus not only knows and seeks us, but gives us a divine invitation. The first part of the divine invitation comes in verse 5 when he says, hurry and come down. I know we have all gotten these personal divine invitations probably for a long time, but it took us a while to respond, and we knew that Jesus was speaking directly to us. My story is is that I ran for many years from the Lord because I knew he was inviting me into a new relationship with him, and that was scary. It is undoubtedly easier to stay in the metaphorical tree of life, our little comfort zones where we can look down and hear about who Jesus is, but we would rather keep things the way they've always been. But friends, Jesus knows us and calls us by name, continually saying to us, hurry and come down into my presence. The second part of the invitation is Christ wanting to come into our hearts. In the Gospels, Jesus, only in this instance, invited himself into a person's presence or premises. This self-invitation into a chief tax collector's house has profound implications for us today in our faith journey. We can have the hope and confidence in Christ that no matter what, no matter who we are, what we have done, what we are going through, or what we will go through, as Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ does not pull away from us. We are the ones who pull away from Christ. But there is somewhat of a demand on us when Christ calls us. The call from Jesus is not to be delayed or scheduled for the most appropriate or convenient time, but but to be acted on today. Verse 5 continues saying, I must stay at your house today. Brothers and sisters, Jesus' presence, power, and peace is for you and for me and is both immediate, come right now, and available. It is yours. Jesus is saying to us, when life is heavy, hurry and come down. I must stay at your house. If there are medical concerns that make us 
feel like that life is overtaking our peace, Jesus is saying to us, hurry and come down. I must stay at your house. If you feel like an outcast of any sort, Jesus is saying to you, hurry and come down. I must stay at your house. This invitation is the good news. Christ wants us, Christ wants to do something extraordinary in our lives. And today is the day of God's salvation. Know that even as Christ sends out invitations to all of us, the poor, sinners, and outcasts, we can expect some murmuring. Interestingly, uh, the guest room at Jesus' birth was denied to him, yet it was found in the home of a sinful tax collector. Today, we must welcome and receive Christ into our hearts and homes with joy like Zacchaeus. We must also bear witness to Christ's grace when great joy appears before us. And when we accept Christ's invitation, we are given the transforming gift of his saving forgiveness. Transformation is not something we do for ourselves, but something that has been done for us in Christ because he has already taken up residence in our hearts. Zacchaeus responded in verse 8 saying to the Lord, look, Half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Zacchaeus, the man who robbed his neighbors, vows to give and pay back. He goes over and beyond what the law requires, which reflects a repentant heart. Can you recall when Christ transformed you and how you acknowledged Jesus? Zacchaeus identified Jesus as Lord. When Jesus is the Lord of our lives, we submit in faith to the one who calls us to him. For he is the one who lifts us from our lowly state so that we can clearly see him. And when we truly see who Jesus is, we will be transformed. Zacchaeus points to his transformation by saying to Jesus, look. And we ought to be able to say the same thing to Christ today. Lord, look as a witness to our change and the salvation that has come our way. The message of Christ's saving forgiveness spans time and space and was made available to a sinful man like Zacchaeus and is offered to us today. Brothers and sisters, the cross still has power. It has the power through the Holy Spirit to inspire us to want to see Jesus. It has the clarity to reveal that Jesus is seeking us and wanting to renew us daily and it gives us the hope of salvation through faith. There is no limit to God's love in Christ. 
Jesus is a friend of the poor and the oppressed, a friend of the wealthy and even those who are the oppressor. Jesus is offered to us today not as a vindication of our sins, but as good news that turns us toward God. The result of Zacchaeus' curiosity for Christ is the revelation that it is Jesus who seeks us and will save us today. Are you willing to go out on a limb to see who Jesus is? When we are curious about Christ through reading the scripture, praying and worshiping the living God, salvation will be revealed to us through Christ Jesus. Zacchaeus ultimately was able to live into his name, Righteous One. And today, we are able to live into the name given to us, Child of God. And let our response be like Zacchaeus, a joyful response to his glorious presence. To God be the glory for all the things that he has done. Amen.